and okay, yeah, we're gone. Oh. We're live. Oh my god, I've got to. I've just realized I got to click the button to say it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, welcome to this is thoughts. uh, this is comic oh thoughts god, coming right at you. So well for us. You are oh joined by. Why did I make this setup so cool? Ashraf. It's so difficult to operate the fucking computer. You're joined by Ashraf and you are joined by Sam Cripps himself. Oh my god. He's what having a very fucking... um tonight show, late late show style, daily show style setup going on. So thank we're professional. You. If thank you're you not for, watching the video podcast, you're missing out on some amazing um camera work by Sam. Uh I'll describe it for you. There's like <laughs> there's microphones, there's two cameras at once, there's fucking logos overlaid on the screen. There's toys to um to play with to undo. Yeah, that's um, he's not drinking that though. He he'll no, no, no that's, that is that's a, a toy, yeah, that's the a soda pop yeah. Funko. Um, it's a, I yeah, fucking it's hate Joker. these, but I found one in a box that I forgot I had. So yeah, figured in a Joker minute in a I'll can. open it. Uh, I remember Gamma Rays used to have that that penguin. Yes, yes, I had a heap Chilly of them there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now speaking of collectibles. Uh, this is really, really something that I saw before, and I kind of oh, it's all over Twitter. Apparently, I saw Jim Jim Mint, um, big YouTuber for comic book related stuff, I guess, um, and on seller. And there's there was a comic book release that is a I believe it's I'll call it a San Diego Comic Con exclusive by a group called Black Diamond, I think it was. And it's a reprint of Miles Morales's first appearance, Ultimate Fallout 4. Um, and what they've done is they've added an extra cover to it. So it looks normal. And then there's like a uh, see-through cover thing that goes over it. Or it, it, Look, to be honest, I don't think it actually looks that good. A lot of people are carrying on about how good it looks. I actually think who gives a fuck. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, I don't really care. Um, but the thing that, they talk, that a lot of them are talking about is there's like, Claims that two particular people cut in line, bought 90% of the stock, so heaps of people missed out. Um, and after seeing what Jem Mint said, I kind of said, I kind of, I have to agree with him on certain parts and disagree with him on certain parts. So basically, this there was only like, let's say, a thousand of copies of this comic made, right? And then the company decides to sell it at Comic-Con then there's a lineup for people to get the book. Now, two people have bought like 200 copies of this book. Yeah, and they've, fucked. yeah. So I, I honestly, and, and even though it's not just for them and they're giving it to other people, I don't, I still don't agree with it. I, I will always think, yeah, one or two, you know, you know what, hell, four or five. That's kind of reasonable. I get that. Like if, if you hit me up, Ashraf, and I was somewhere special and I saw one of these books, I'd be like, hey, man, do you want one? You know, something like that, like a gift for one or two friends. But when you buy 200 and Jem Mint talks about how, you know, all of them make money by resale and reselling comics, which I do too. I resell comics at the toy fairs. I don't do so much online anymore. Um, I've kind of stepped away from all that. But reselling the way I did it is very different to the way they do it. And the way they do it does actually bother me when you, I have also have a bit of a problem with con exclusives. So I don't mind. I like exclusives in the way that it's cool to own a rare cover or one of 100 or a limited edition or whatever. Very cool to own that. That's cool. Usually the ones I've got 99% once or twice I've ordered to resell, but I've only ordered one copy 
to resell. I've never ordered multiple copies to resell. Yeah. I've nearly always ordered one copy. Or I've ordered one for me and one for someone like yourself who's a friend who's like, hey, can you get me one? I can't get these. That's cool. That's fine. But when you have someone buy 200 copies of a comic from San Diego Comic-Con, therefore stopping so many other fans or other people there getting them, that's shit. That's, that sucks. And as someone who is like, I've got friends that literally collect uh, everything Miles Morales. So for them trying to get that, they now have to buy it onwards and it's two, $300 or whatever. It's, it's marked up from 80 bucks. That sucks because it's not a book really worth that much. As far as I'm concerned, it's worth cover price. Like, it's just like any comic you go into anywhere else, you walk into a comic shop, a one in 25 is $25 because it had to be that little bit extra to get it here. And that's in Australia. Imagine like paying that extra money in America is absurd. Yeah. When it's so much easier to get them there. Um, if they bought these books, and they said, like he, uh, Jem Mint actually said, like they kept 15 for themselves and the rest were going to local stores and other people. That's, that's you know, not lucky for those other people that hit them up and managed to get them. But 200 is a lot. And that's what bothers me. I, I couldn't, I think that's kind of devalued the book now. Like I legitimately now see this book as not worth even the $80 that they probably paid per book. And I get that the company wants to make money. But now how many people, especially you see all over Twitter and Facebook and even other people talking about it, no one's happy about that situation. You'd think this, you know, all publicity is good publicity apparently, but I would hate to be known as the company that sold 200 books, did a quick cash grab, and then made true fans of the character and that missed out and now have to try and buy off these on-sellers. And I know that I would not actually buy it from these on-sellers. I'd now see it as a tarnished book. But that's my opinion. It's something that everyone's arguing about. I think if you're going to buy and sell comics, you do it respectfully. You buy comics, you buy entire collections off people. Hell, I've bought garages full of comics off people. Yeah. But I've always done like, hey, this is my offer. Take it or leave it. That's up to you. It's not on me. A couple of months later, if you're unhappy or whatever, it's too late. You need to make that decision now. And it's always collections. It's not like the same book i'm not buying a hundred copies of one book that is an exclusive and i don't know i have i think san diego comic-con exclusives are actually duds most of the time like there's yeah yeah. nothing there Um, that i could give a fuck about especially going into the future so i just think it's interesting that these people have bought them yeah maybe a toy if it's you know limited edition but for comics because it's just a reprint of, of something we've already had reprinted in multiple formats, yeah. um, as much as it's one of my favorites that I don't actually own, um, the first appearance of Miles Morales, I think, yeah, I don't know. This is just seems kind of like a bit of a cheap sellout by the company and a bit of a well, cash grab by the company, which I, I get what the company's got to make money, but you've just alienated a shitload of fans. And yeah, I don't know. I see where Jim Mint was coming saying, you know, these people need to make a living, but if you're making a living by ruining other people's uh, enjoyment of the. Yeah. It's like, thing, well, yeah. why, why do you produce comic books to be read? Right. You're not 
you know, you're buying 200 copies and you're selling them at like extremely marked up price. And you're right. That's the fault of the fucking company that allows you to do this. They should limit sales to like what one or two per person, you know, which is what happens at most cons I've, yeah. I've heard of is that yeah. it gets limited one to two to person. But yeah, apparently this Miles Morales variant, they got like 200 copies. And yeah, it sounds like I classic legit- greed on both sides on the fucking like consumer yeah. to try and fucking pump up the value of a worthless comic honestly and i legitimately and it, hope that no one fucking on buys like i hope they're just stuck with 200 copies <laughs> yeah that's that's hope people yeah that'll be embarrassing for them if they're stuck with 200 fucking copies of a reprint <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean i'm 99 sure they've already done a facsimile edition of this book right yeah so don't get that it's at most 10 bucks <laughs> like modern yeah. day com- comic collecting is like I don't know if if it's not from the silver age or the golden age or whatever. It's like, is it really valuable? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I was always iffy on that. It was always strange to see a copy of Invincible Number One and it's like ten thousand fucking dollars. That was a low print run compared to we're talking Marvel, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But like, yeah. It, it is still strange to me. It is very strange. It's very strange. Now that was something I just yeah wanted to talk about because I just watched Jen Min's video and I must admit I don't normally watch all of his content. Every now and then he will have something interesting, but um. Yeah, that that video that he did, I just yeah, I found myself just sitting there disagreeing, being like, yeah, nah, this isn't cool. Like, I get what you're saying that these people need to make money, but if they're making money by making the comic collecting and comic reading unenjoyable for others, then I think they're shit cunts. <laughs> they're also not like they're not adding any value to the comic. Like the actual labor has been done by these artists and these writers. And All they've done is now they've got a hundred copies or 200 copies of a book that half the people are angry about and don't care anymore. Like they won't yeah, want it's it. Like, yeah. It's, 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 it's a dumb argument. Um, yeah. It'll be glad uh, you brought it up so we can fucking make fun of them for it. Yeah, and like you know, it's also fun. You get to rag on Marvel a little bit. Even Marvel, I do. Yeah, actually, I'm always happy to rag on Marvel. Any chance I get, I have no idea what you were talking about in the yeah. podcast. But when I realized that you were talking shit on Marvel, I was like, yeah, yeah, this makes yeah. sense. Well, you know what's even better? You like this? Marvel has been made aware of what's happened because yes. they weren't. There's a whole argument about something to do with the cover. With the they put like an extra cover on top of the cover to trans or translucent, so you see through it and changes the way it looks. Um. And apparently Marvel didn't know they were going to do that. And there's a whole problem with that too now. But I, I don't really give a fuck about that. I was more angry about the 200 copies get? being just <laughs> taken and off the market basically to be given yeah. to, oh, to no, taken from the, the out of collector's hands and to be put onto the resale market at, you know, extravagant price for no apparent reason, especially on a modern book. Yeah, modern I, wonder, I wonder how that happens, that Marvel doesn't know that. This these copies are translucent and that they're not happy about it. Yeah. Well, it's a variant, like it's a reimagined cover, and then they've put this other thing on top of it. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I haven't got all the details on that, yeah. but we'll have to. Who puts that on? The publisher? Yeah, the, whoever the, the Black Diamond or whoever they're called. I don't I actually fucking yeah, remember, okay. but whoever um, printed it, it was their variant cover. You know how like, each publishing house sometimes do their own special variant. Okay, cover. yeah, like comic stores have it and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But let's I'm move glad, on. I'm glad, you know, we call comic thoughts. We rarely talk about comics. The so fucking comic doesn't read any. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> well, we were yeah, talked no. about comics, like straight out of the game. Straight out of the Bam, game. Comics, right up, yeah. We, well, I was thinking about this the other night. I was like, fuck, we've covered so much movie and television stuff. Yeah, I'm sick, sick of talking which, about fucking You know what's yeah. funny? What? We're going to go back into music. We are. We're going to talk about TV show because we're finally but, going to talk about DC content that we both But before want. we do that, I have also, uh, we're also going to go into reading, which I fucking can't believe I've just left my comics in the other room. 
Uh, I have yeah, well, I read have to talk about it. so much. Most I people, read so much. Most people weekend. listen to the podcast anyway. <laughs> That's it. Um, all right, so let's. Where's the fucking order? What did we say we we're gonna do first? Uh we said we we're gonna do um, salmon second. <laughs> second, but we usually do. Yeah, we usually do the fucking um, what we have to read at last. I mean, oh yeah. no, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, last. Go. Let's do Sand- let's do Sandman first. Oh yeah, yeah. let's um, talk about Sandman. Uh, yeah, so I've Sandman. only watched the first two episodes. I'm not at time to watch the rest. How many episodes have you watched? Two, two, just the first two. two. Yeah. Fuck man, I have watched it all. Yeah, you've watched it all. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Um, I'll start obviously because I fucking yeah. enjoyed every part of it. I was worried. Okay, I'll put it this way: we we know DC has a messy track record, and there's some other stuff going on, which we get into after this. Yeah, and it made me go, oh, I know Sandman is Neil Gaiman's story. I've tried. I only tried to read the comic once, but I had so much going on that I was like, "This is too much for me to fucking even think about," because um, it's quite in depth, and the artwork is pretty cooked. And I thought, "Oh, I don't know if this is going to work as a show, especially because the smaller bit that I've read is so gloomy." I thought, "How the fuck are they going to get this right?" Now I don't know the actor's name, but the guy that plays Sandman, Tom Sturridge, I think his name is, fucking nails it. He's crazy. That yeah. like weird, just monotone. Like it kind of the way he speaks is like how I read that character. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't and like that's usually creepy. Yeah. That happens afterwards. Like Iron Man. I never ever used to read Iron Man as Robert Downey Jr. Now no. I do. Where this is like coming straight from my brain to the screen. Yeah. It's really weird. Um. That's I crazy. just, yeah. yeah, so all the acting, everyone, and I can't say too much with certain characters because you haven't seen them yet. I have read um, the entire comic, but yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So, look, there's some differences in some yeah, of them. Yeah, there's some very strong good. differences. Yeah. It, it works. It works really well, and I think that's kind of important. They had to do that. I know a lot of people probably say the opposite, but I felt, so far I felt all the changes have been kind of necessary. Um, the other thing is that when you get to episode five, I'm just going to tell everyone right now to be careful. Holy fuck, that gets pretty brutal. And poor Bryony came in and was like, oh, what are you watching? And that's where she started. She saw that episode and was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, I don't know if you, you've you read it all, all the comic. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've read. Okay, I'll read just say no, episode five is to do with the diner. 24-hour diner. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That is episode five. Is just the twenty four hour diner. That'll that'll be a great episode. Yeah. yeah it was brutal. <laughs> I was not even. I was like, oh, like I'm literally put my hand up, like going, oh fuck, what the fuck? Like I just wasn't ready for it. Um, visually stunning, absolutely visually stunning. The, the they didn't cheap out on effects, which is fantastic. no, they did not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've got nothing but praises to say about this. If I had to think something I didn't like about it. I struggle because I actually just really enjoyed it. And it probably helps that I hadn't read all of the comic. So every now and then it's really refreshing to have uh, something I haven't read all of. Like, and now I've got to go, now I've finished that. I'm going to go back and watch all the paper girls. Yeah. You can talk about that. Yeah. I've been reading paper girls as well. I've only read the first five or six issues. So I'm pretty, oh, I own the first five or six. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to see where that goes as well. But and I've enjoyed those episodes once again. Brilliant. Yeah. Um. Like. Uh. I guess I'll talk about like what I enjoyed so far about Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um. 
you you talked about like the changes that were necessary. You're probably right. They were probably were necessary. And if you if you talk to anyone about what they like most about this about Sandman, uh, they'll say most of what they adapted for the show, and they kept all of the stuff that people loved about it for the show. But I I am a bit, you know, I'm a bit sad that like they didn't do all of the DC Comics connections, because the Justice League does appear in that comic. The Justice Society appears. Martian Manhunter appears. Yeah, like a uh, John D, the guy with the ruby. He's yes. a he's a Justice League villain, and like the he's locked up in Arkham and Sandman has to go to Arkham to, to get him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like, I don't uh, remember all, I don't remember any of that. I might've even read that far. Yeah. Did you, um, do you, oh, no, no, can't say it. Nothing. <laughs> you haven't seen the episode yet. So I can't say it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, it's so crazy to me that like, um, I watched the episode and I haven't read the comic in a very long time, but then they start saying the lines and I'm like, this is word for word. What I read in the comic. They're just seeing it on the screen. It's crazy. It's like that's, I know it's I know what's going on, and they adapted cool. it beautifully. Like you said, the acting is incredible. I'm really really keen to see what they do with Constantine. Um, I met, like I met the part where Simon is, is gonna go to London and go get her. I guess. And I'm oh, like, Joanna. Oh, Joanna. Yep. Yeah, Joanna. Uh, like yeah. what a what an interesting choice to uh, adapt Constantine that way. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool, but the, the yep, I have not said anything. <laughs> I guess she's that's so the only hot. like she's so hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jenna Coleman is amazingly beautiful. Oh yeah, I so, loved her in Doctor Who, and she's like she's beautiful in this too. I've seen like pictures of her in this, and it's like wow. Oh I yeah, wish Constantine always looked like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think she should just start dressing in that jacket and stuff. For some reason that oddly works for me. <laughs> <laughs> What do you um? Uh, anything else to say about the the series? Yeah, I was uh, because DC and Warner are imploding. I don't think this is gonna get season two for sure. <laughs> oh, you don't think it will? No, not because of quality. Just because DC and Warner, I feel like I'm not. They're just not in a position oh, to make it. But it leaves season. on it leaves in such a fucking you know as they mm. all do. It kind of I mean I'll say a lot of the story does get wrapped up, which is fantastic, but it does leave a lot open mm. and. If this doesn't get a season two, I would literally like to punch the guy in the face at Warner. Like, come on, guys, Discovery, look at how good this is and fucking follow through. Isn't um, it? Isn't it crazy that like we've had all these shitty Netflix adaptations? We had Resident Evil and Cowboy Bebop, and they were crap. But this oh, is terrible. actually so well done. <laughs> well, I think I watched that first episode of Resident Evil, which was like, this is utter shit. Yeah. And then that was another reason why I was like, oh, no. Yeah, Netflix Sandman. is going to ruin this. Because like, like you said, when I read Sandman, it's like, this is unadaptable. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like we said that about the boys, and then they've just nailed it. it they've done a sort of separate version. but it's Yeah. Like... They, yeah. That's what I would say. Too. <laughs> they've done their own separate version, which is like in a lot of ways better than the comic, uh, in my opinion. More palpable, palpable, more, you know, it's more friendly, which is fucked up to say about the boys. It's less, it's less fucked up just for being fucked up. It's yeah. like there's meat in there, <laughs> there's the substance. Um, but, um, you know, while we're here and I've got this Joker toy in my hand, I'm gonna pop it open right now. Yeah, so Sam's opening the oh, that's how you open it. Yeah, pop off the top and then look, there's a little black bag, little Keith Ledger. Joker. A little Joker here that they says, popped out of a can. Oh, a little thing that says Joker number. Oh my god, I got number one out of seventeen thousand. Oh, actually number one. Oh, 
number one. I hope they don't put that in every can. As if, as if this isn't the variant, then. Like, <laughs> this is the first one off the line. What do you reckon? Variant or the normal? Uh, I'll think it's normal. How do you tell? I don't know the fucking... I don't fucking know. I've never Wait. had one of these fucking cans. I saw a lot of them in Malaysia. There we go. Joker. Bam. That's Heath Ledger's Joker in a very uh, crude form. Yeah, you know what? This is better than the bobbleheads. <laughs> it's got more detail. <laughs> Heath Ledger is spinning in his grave. Yeah. Yeah. He's your countryman. He's Australian, like you. Yeah, get out. You can't. Um... <laughs> fucking pash. Fucking pash. Uh, yeah, no, this is... This is... You know what? I'll I'll say this, Funko. This is better than your bobbleheads. I'll give you that much. Yeah. Right, you can go back in that fucking can now. See you in another thirty fucking years, mate. So Sam just exploded a can of a DC character, just like how Warner Brothers and Discovery have blown up DC movies and TV shows. So that's what our next topic is. We are straight up talking about how DC it's is fucked. Fucked. This yeah. is the um segment that Ashraf has been dreading but also agrees with. <laughs> yeah, because... it's really sad. We woke up one morning and fucking Batgirl was cancelled. A $90 million movie. Okay, so I heard I heard yeah. that It's for it tax did... reasons. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, I heard that, but it also did apparently get a test review. did, yeah. It did, and the comments were terrible. I heard the opposite. I heard they were positive. It's yes. like different insiders saying different things. So I don't know. That's funny because I I heard that it was absolute garbage, yeah. and they were super stressed that with this coming out, it was going to confuse the timeline more, make everyone not understand even more what's happening. Um, yeah. Okay, so the New York Post article said it was irredeemable, but like some other sources said that they had uh, as many positive test screenings as the the Flash film did. So I don't know. So speaking of the Flash, um, that guy is Ezra Miller has lost the plot completely. He's last I saw there's a thing about him. I guess they go by day then, but yeah, go on. Oh, oh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, they're a criminal, so I don't know. Yeah, think as you will. But yeah, drove, drove. He's driving. He, they, whatever the fuck, driving around. Um, in a bulletproof vest. Taunting the KKK or thinking that they're following him and also thinks the FBI are chasing him. That was the yeah, last they, report. They, they've done fucked up like stuff like this before. Like last year, they, they posted a video saying, I don't know, like fuck white people or some shit like that. It was like white people should fucking die. Maybe I miss... I miss Ezra did. I'm paraphrasing it, it but like he, yeah. they said something about a group of people that they should die. I think it was ISIS or something. It was they was it was strange. Look, a strange I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not sticking up for the fucking KKK, Jesus. Yeah. But um, you know, they should oh, I die. think they did say they did talk about the KKK. Oh well, yeah, go on. But it's weird that he's like taunting them. Like I, I don't it's weird because I don't care. Like I think fuck them, fuck KKK, you have fun, poke fun of them, make fun of them, kill them, shoot them, um, whatever. They're the worst people ever. Fuck them. But for him to just be like, the thing is, is he's driving around with this bulletproof vest. That's the weird part about it all and about how, like, he's just done a bunch of crimes, like, you know, kidnapped. He kidnapped someone? Kidnapped a young girl? They, they, They groomed this child that is now an adult. Their parents claim that they groomed them and then. They've and this is part them. of the cult and they've also taken a, a mother and child in their home as well. 
and this is a part of this cult thing that is also he somehow started at a uh yeah hotel. I mean, they they've it seems like they have a following of people that they keep in their house or some shit. I'm I am sorry. I'm really bad with the they them. Yeah. He I'm terrible with that. I'm gonna keep saying him. I am sorry about that, but it's just easier for me to speak like that sometimes. No offense, I do apologize, but I, I'm going to continue to speak that way just because it's easier for me to process with my brain trying to uh, think of this as we go through. Um, Ezra also, like, we know you through the chair. Um, we knew he's done some other things. Now, DC, this has put DC in a shitty position because a lot of people are kind of like, fuck this dude, like, He's gone off the plot. He needs some help. Someone get him some fucking mental health help. It's they really can't sad. Catch him. He's too fucking fast. <laughs> but yeah, like um, they 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 can't locate their address to send like a summons for court or some shit. Yeah, it's yeah. So he, so he's put them in a weird spot where they've got this massive movie that is meant to fix. A lot of the DC timeline problems. And they're kind of sitting on it. Yeah, they didn't release a trailer for San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, and I'm wondering if this is going to even get released. This could be one of those other films where they go, what are we doing? They they can't do that because it costs too much money. Well, that's what they're saying. But now that Discovery's taken over, can Discovery take this over and be like, nah, dump it. They can't. can't. Like 90 million is is negligible and that was like you know it was still in early post-production but this is too far in post-production that it can't do it (laughs) so they're gonna release it i mean everyone's probably gonna go see it we'll go see it yeah but um i i I, I don't even because of how fucked dc is with timeline terrible films um now discovery taking over um Discovery's come out and said they're going to have a 10-year plan. They're, they're literally looking at Marvel's plan and seeing if they can try and come yeah, up with someone to be in charge. David Zaslav, the new chief or CEO or whatever the fuck, says that they have a new 10-year plan and they're taking inspiration from Marvel to do it, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is that um, certain contracts with certain people are being looked at again, so that means I'm assuming uh, the Flash might change hands, recast. I mean, I don't know why they can't just recast him. I'm not gonna lie, like I mean, they, they'll definitely re- recast them. They're done with Ezra after this. Yeah, and recast Amber Heard. Obviously, that will be happening. Um, and just a bunch of them that have been problem children. Just recast them. I mean, Marvel did do it with um, War, uh, War Machine. Yeah, with Terrence Howard, and they've done yeah. it with uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, no, no, Marvel. I mean, sorry, DC will definitely recast those roles. It's yeah. just that the the thing is that they're they're they've sitting already got on these the films. films. That's all. Yeah. yeah. The only thing is I could think because of how much fucking practical effect, I mean, uh, practical digital effects goes into this movie. You could imagine if they just sat there and went, right, we're going to digitally impose someone else's head on. They can't the do it because the they thought it was Superman and it didn't work out. Yeah, but that's, that was a shit job. <laughs> Some yeah. poor guy would have to spend So they can't years. do it again. Yeah, I don't know. So I think, I mean, okay, so we've got The Flash, which is just a clusterfuck because of the actor. We don't know what the film will be like. We've got, Batgirl, which is dead in the water right now, gone. They, they can't. I mean, they won't release it. Like I know there's a campaign to release it, but they they've collected their tax money at this point. Yeah, so they can't release it. Yeah, because um, there's a tax got, write-off. They, we've seen the explanation that was that I read was that if uh, Warner Brothers um, and Discovery uh, canceled the films that were in production before the merger, 
like Scoob and Batgirl, which weren't meant to go into a theatrical release, then mm-hmm. uh, they can get tax credits for that because that was pre-merger. That was a different, like a change of hands. So like they weren't responsible for that. Yeah, okay. That kind of makes sense. Uh, which is um, fucking crazy because like what I've, read, what I've read about the Scoob animated movie, which is the sequel to that, uh, I guess it was a crappy Scoob animated movie that came out last year. Is this Scooby-Doo? Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. It's a crappy animated Scooby-Doo movie, like a sequel to that, right? CGI and stuff like that. Um, so so they've they've already paid for it. So I read an article saying that since they paid for the composer, they have to make a soundtrack, but they're not going to release it. Oh, so there's just going to be this fucking Scoob soundtrack out there for no apparent I guess reason. so, yeah. That, that Scoob score. That's so funny. We just yeah. we should just find that and play that in the background. We'll pay. We'll pay ten bucks, guys. We'll we'll take the royalties. We'll take the whole thing off this, and we'll can we own? Let's let's call them. Let's call one of and say, hey, we want to own this soundtrack to nothing, and yeah. we want to write this because if they've got to have the, the guy come in and write it, he could write anything. Yeah, he could. He could literally just be like Scooby is shit. Do, 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 do. Like that's oh, fucking, my my job was replaced by tax money. <laughs> yeah, I am doing this for no apparent reason. Scooby, yeah, like no one will ever see my work. Yeah. Scooby Dooby Doo, tax fraud. Do do do. And uh, yeah, that's funny because all of the villains in Scooby Doo, they're villains because they want to get tax credits or like they want to save money on tax or some shit, right? Doesn't that the plot? Because I want all this property. <laughs> Yeah, if it wasn't for these meddling kids, yeah, yeah. I fucking yeah, that uh, absolute nightmare. Yeah, uh, with yeah. DC. Uh, what I know, we've got Shazam and a bunch of others coming forward. Uh, which are, are in question too. They might get delayed. Apparently, that's what deadline oh. is saying. Yeah. Well, or see, the this rap, is, I guess. Yeah. This is where things are going to get confusing. So they're trying to come up with this plan, and I've heard that. Um, uh, what's his name's back as Batman now? Michael Keaton. No, no, no. Ben Affleck, ben Affleck ben is back Affleck. as Batman in Aquaman 2, which yes. the rumor has it is that he's replacing Michael Keaton as Batman in that film because that film was supposed to come out after The Flash. Yeah, it's going to get rid of him and have Michael Keaton as Yeah, yeah, but Batman now it's coming out before on. The Flash. So. Yeah, and the sequel, I mean, I, I watched the Wonder Woman sequel, I think, I don't know, probably a year or two ago now, and it was one of the worst films I've ever seen. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, which is so Remind me of The Boys. Yeah. What the fuck? It literally, <laughs> was one of the worst films I've ever seen, and I, I, it doesn't make any sense. And I think it was meant to make sense when it linked to the Flash of when it all took place and uh, how it took place. No, I mean, it still made sense to me. Yeah, shit film. But I, I mean, it, it was strange that she she could fly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this, uh, <laughs> oh wait, wait. But, but, but yeah. before before we go get yeah, off topic, there's also like Warner Brothers has fired like ninety percent of its. Uh, animation staff they've gutted the hbo max staff so there's no more hbo max essentially and they've they've taken off hbo max original shows and movies off their service and um they the plan is that they're going to pivot mostly towards script uh unscripted content unscripted content (laughs) yeah so it's gonna be reality tv shit yeah and just you and me sitting well fucking come on Want to brother sponsor this? Yeah, yeah come on, that we'll... comic thoughts live Saturday night. Yeah, so <laughs> this might be the end of Warner Brothers, like making Fucking good content. Terrible, but like it's probably gonna get like shit house now. Um, the dumbest thing about all of this is, is that like DC has been gutted like four times in the last two years. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If if Warner Brothers is willing to destroy a ninety million dollar movie or two ninety million dollar movies. I'm sure that they wouldn't mind just fucking 
fucking over DC Comics, like the comics company. Yeah, I know they established DC Studios, but like, let this be a lesson that no one's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I can't see. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe DC. Who's does DC has contract with Warner? They're not owned by Warner, though, are they? Uh, they're owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. They are owned yeah, by Warner Brothers. I was gonna say because then that means yeah, DC could be completely fucked. They could again. They could. Yeah, but David Zaslav assures everyone that he wants to protect the DC brand or whatever. So I guess that's they're safe. Hey, look, it turn- we're and saying all these DC terrible studios, things, so, yeah. but this could come back as a good thing too. It could. It, yeah, it could. It could, it could be a good way for them to almost wipe the slate clean and borderline start again. Yeah. Um. I think they need to, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It burns the bridges, e- though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not even looking forward to Aquaman. I thought I watched that trailer and was like, "What Aquaman? What trailer?" I <laughs> uh, not trailer. The saw the little teaser for him for something. I don't know. Some I don't know. Footage from San Diego Comic Con. You're just making shit up. Was it not footage from San Diego Comic Con or something? Was there a little glimpse? No, not even that. Not even that. Oh, or maybe it was just a capture. It was just in I'm, your imagination and your probably. I just remember seeing. Uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure it. I've just. It was probably it was. a fandom last year. They shown like a bit, like a little snippet of stuff. Right? Yeah, that's probably it. And I just, but even now, like I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm just not interested because it has no. I put it this way: when I watch Marvel content now, it feels like if I don't watch it, I'm not going to understand the next part. Yeah, but that's well, never true. Honestly. I know, I know that, but I like it. at the same time, it's like it feels important to continue to watch even characters and like Miss Marvel. That's the whole if, point, right? That's the whole point know. of a cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah. Like it makes me feel like okay, I had to watch Miss Marvel. Um, yeah. even though I in- ended up enjoying Miss Marvel, it was not something I was like really Once gonna go. Out, and wait. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, I did that, but DC has yet to do that for me. DC the Suicide Squad was fucking me. amazing. <laughs> well, that that was that was a good film, but like it injected and, like. It made but me excited could... for the universe again, you know? Ah, uh, see, it yeah. didn't make me excited for the universe. It just made me excited to see them try and get better directors and people involved. Like, it, it just showed me that if you get the right people involved, they can make good content out of what they've got. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, instead of them just keep using these same big budget guys that just throw money at everything and just create these big pieces of shit. <laughs> um, Speaking of big pieces of shit, we should probably move on a little bit, right? DC. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's that's a bit of our opinions on DC. I'm really sad. I'm heartbroken. If any of you viewers want to send me some like heartfelt messages and want to tell me it's okay, you should. should. RIP DC. <laughs> no, RIP Ashraf. RIP Ashraf. He's dead. Yeah, I want um, that to come out. Speaking of dead, have you watched Prey on Disney? I've not watched Prey yet. Sorry. Yeah, I should have Holy watched Prey yet. shit. Yeah. It is Good. fucking fantastic. I loved it. it this yeah. is the best. Okay, so I like. The first ever Predator movie. The second one, I, I have a fond place for, but it's not great. You son um, of a bitch. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Uh, and uh, the Predators. Yeah, with, um, with uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, yeah. Robert yeah, Rodriguez yeah. directed it and uh, Adrian Brody was in it. Yeah, I liked that. So I liked that film too. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Uh, a lot of people didn't, but I really enjoyed it. And I liked the cool ending of that film. Yeah, um, teasing teasing some other stuff. But yeah. yeah, I thought that was fun. Um, this was brilliant. This is like stepping, and it's the first film to be done uh, to be released in English and also the native tongue of the Indian. Yeah, uh, Comanche. Comanche. Yeah, yeah, to to do that, it's really cool. Um, 
Yeah, and I just enjoyed every moment. Like, I found myself, I actually thought it was a TV uh, fucking series. So, the director of that uh, directed the first episode of The Boys. Yeah, right. So, I got heaps excited because I thought this TV series is going to be cool. We get to watch Predator each week. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, this is a long episode. And it got to the middle and I start to get a little bit bored in the middle because I thought it was going to be an episode. And then it, it gets, you know, past the middle bit and towards the end. And it's just like the last half of the film was just pure intensity the whole time where I'm like screaming at the screen, like, run, bitch, run, like <laughs> carrying on. And I just absolutely loved every moment of it and was completely surprised because I was like, wow, that was a film. And I sat there the whole time and I just loved every second of it. Even the part that I was a little bit bored in didn't last long enough for me to like pause it and come back to it or something i just sat there and just yeah really really enjoyed it um a lot of people have been like it's weird i saw one news group i don't even know what it was some comic news type group that were like oh this is the worst thing to happen to the franchise and i just felt like being like you guys suck but the woman in the the thumbnail of the youtube video and yeah it's like are you serious this is fucking brilliant and i and they were just ragging on everything about it and i was like how are you hating this? This was nothing but pure fun. It gave us a cool predator. And we all know that there's different looking predators. Like they've not all been the same for the years. Um, even with AVP and other stuff, they've always looked slightly different. Some are really big, some are small. Um, yeah, I just, I thought this was really well done. Just there was nothing about this that made me go boo hiss. And I liked the nods to other predator films like, they even say at one moment, like, because they've obviously made it bleed, and one of them goes, "If it bleeds, we can kill it." And I was like, "Yes, that's cute. Yeah. Yes, you can." <laughs> I just pictured in my head, there's Arnie going, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you it's can." Not a tumor. I did it in a couple of years' time. <laughs> uh, so, so I I heard about this film last year, and like I heard about it in like the worst possible way because like the director Dan Trachtenberg, he made this film practically in secret, right? And then yeah, right. his his plan initially was that okay we're not gonna do any press for it we're not gonna say it's connected to the predator films we're just gonna release it and then people are gonna be like oh my god it's a predator film because it's called prey as well yeah yeah like yeah. there's no that's... predator in the subtitle as well and like it got it got leaked last year and then it got leaked that it was a secret predator film and he came out and was like oh man yeah this was the actual plan I guess there was something else that um had. Oh, I don't want to say it was called Prey, but it was something similar and it was about animals killing people and stuff. And it had borderline the same text. And I thought, oh, they've taken that shit film and they're giving it a big budget makeover or something. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Because I thought, oh, okay, like what I'd read, I was like, oh, this big budget film about lions killing people, which is now funny because there is a film coming out, which has, I, I think, that. Idris Elba. Yeah, I saw it like as one of the trailers that, that came out before the movie. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it weird. made me laugh because I was like, oh my God. So the what I thought Prey was going to be is coming out <laughs> in the end. I just, wonder if that's yeah. going to be good. It doesn't look good. Nah, it looks terrible. Yeah, I, I, Look, I'm not going to go see it. So it'll be something that when it's on one of the streaming services. What is it? Is Elba just star and everything? I don't think he does. I think that's why it's weird. I think it's weird <laughs> that he's doing this. No, I mean, like, he's Willis, fucking Knuckles. Like, oh, yeah. He's in Zootopia. He's in a, some, a bunch of weird Netflix shit. And he's in like some TV shows as well. Oh, at least he, he's not done a Bruce Willis quite yet. No, no, no. Not, not he's quite. not that He's not that bad. He's not. No, I think getting that bad is when you need to fucking stop. <laughs> you need to he's, figure out what you're doing. He's just picking up roles that I wouldn't see him picking up. I don't know. 
yeah it's 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 fucking whack um <laughs> yeah it's whack it's fucking whack so, so what do you rate rate predi- uh prey um how many predator skulls out of 10 <laughs> out of 10 i've collected i'm gonna give it eight skulls eight skulls yeah. eight i should watch it skulls. fuck it's on disney plus in australia I yeah think. yeah that's what blew my mind because yeah. i saw uh one of my mates uh posted up a fucking picture on his instagram story and was like can't wait to watch this but of course it said hulu on it and i was yeah. like oh fuck and then i clicked on disney and there it was i was like yeah here we go and i started watching it and like i said i thought it was a show so i thought yep i watched like two episodes and then i'll watch toy power podcast live <laughs> and it ended up being me just sitting there watching a movie and then perfect timing it finished and toy power pretty much started i believe yeah that's it last weekend smash out all the salmon uh and now yeah i've got to get back onto paper girls so i think each yeah. each night i might try and sneak in an episode paper girls so far has is a lot i guess because sandman and all that is such a big thing to see like visually um Paper Girls is very sm- feel feels smaller, even though the effects and everything are really cool. Yeah. It's just that type of story. It's a smaller inward built well, that's, story. Yeah, that's not what I got from the comic at all. The comic felt huge scale, like. So almost... it doesn't feel that yet. So that's what I'm waiting for that feeling with Paper Girls. I feel like there's big cosmic things that are happening with it, but it, because it's such, it's just that group of girls and such a close. I mean, they're not close, but they they're figuring out stuff. It feels much more drawn in especially when you compared to watching sandman which is just fucking dreamscapes and fucking yeah and a fucking and, yeah. yeah it's fucking massive Close. um now speaking of fucking, fucking massive any white guys um yeah have you read anything lately well before we get to that oh, oh right. actually yeah, i don't know let's get to that yeah right, well, no, what did you want to go do what did you have do you have something oh, for us i had oh like comics wise no, I thought you said you were going to say something else. I was going to say something, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll leave it for the end of the podcast. All right. You can't <laughs> but now I've said it too much, so I'm going to say it now. Fuck it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was trying to figure out why I didn't have the time this weekend to watch all these shows. And I was like, oh, yeah, because it was Elizabeth's birthday yesterday. So I went to her ah, house. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. Long time collaborator on the podcast. Design our t-shirts and hoodies. She's uh, a, a favorite. A favorite comic thought. Yeah. She's hard worker. Um, watch this podcast. It's good. Good friend of the podcast. Yeah, champion. Happy Absolute birthday! Champion. Happy twenty third birthday. Oh, fucking that old! Look out! Yeah, fucking. <laughs> oh man. my god, I'm so fucking young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Right. All right. Speaking of young, go on, Ashraf. What have you got for us, comic wise? What have you been bloody? Ah, uh, what like? What I've got that's interesting. I or think... anything. What have you been reading? Oh, uh, yeah, well, like, uh, after coming back from vacation and coming out of COVID, I had so many books in my pile. I still haven't picked up all of them. I rarely I rarely leave my bag empty, but I had to this time because I just couldn't afford it. I've been reading Black Adam. This yeah. book is crazy. Uh, it's like, what if we treated Black Adam like he's supposed to be a villain? He's a villain through and through. No matter how much he wants to redeem himself, he'll always be a villain. And that's because he's a dictator of a country. So he wants to stay a dictator of that country. Even though he's a part of the Justice League, he's like against like this sort of like growing demo- democratic mo- uh, movement in conduct. And, you know, he does like these shady deals like with the CIA. He goes to the US and he, uh, like he gives the US shit for like 
trying to impose their will in the Middle East. There's a lot of like socio-political commentary. It's um it's written by Christopher Priest, the guy who wrote the uh seminal Black Panther run that inspired the film. <laughs> I definitely don't oh, think man. that the Black Adam film will be anything like this. I think The Rock will continue to be likable. <laughs> oh, how dare he be likable? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've also been reading Superman, Son of Kalal. This has been pretty good. This is the de- debut issue of Dreamer in the main DC universe. She she's only appeared in the Supergirl TV show before this. Um, I wonder if this comic's worth yeah, yeah. yeah. First appearance. It might not be at the moment, but who knows? You never know. It depends if that. It might be. It might be sold out. I've also been Look, reading. Probably worth twenty bucks already. Dark much. Crisis. This tie-in for Dark Crisis was really good. It's like, what if Superman got the chance to see his son John grow up? And, and uh, it's really bittersweet. It actually like made me feel things. If oh. if you don't want to read any of Dark Crisis, you just want to read a story. Just. Just pick this up. This is like I think it's worth it. It's a it's a good one shot. It's like the pain of watching a child grow up and the sort of like feelings you get when you want to get out of your father's shadow and want to do your own thing in the world. It's like it's very very real in that sense. I will say that that does sound pretty good. But the um, I'll, I'll probably get Black Adam in a trade when it comes out. I think. Yeah, I think I think it'll, it'll read better in a trade. Uh, because yeah, like yeah. I'm I've been reading the there's only two issues right out right now but like issue one was like uh i don't know if this is good yet but then issue two came out i'm like okay this gives more context to why issue one is weird yeah right does um i guess is that just its own story doesn't tie into stuff we've already read with him or anything or it's just sort of like like so the writer the writer says you don't have to read any of black adam to understand it but i think i think I think that you might have to know a lot about Black Adam before you read it. Like at least his origin, his new Fifty Two origin. But I think okay. it's like because he wrote Deathstroke and he wrote Black Panther, right? And like as the story of both Deathstroke and Black Panther goes on, he tells you the origins of these characters without without like telling you. Yeah, it's like alluded to. Yeah, it's alluded to, but like if you only read one run of the character and you read that run, you understand everything about that character. It's like they talk like his origin becomes a, a thing in the story that comes up and that's why you learn about it. That's what, I mean, if you met someone with superpowers, the first question is you're going to be like, how the fuck did you get those? <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. Or or like something from his past comes back and like, why why is this so significant? And they talk about why it's so significant and then you understand why. Oh yeah, that, so that's how Black Adam became Black Adam. But yeah. So what's what's left in your bag at Gammas? Um... Some more Dark Crisis tie-ins. Uh, there's a there's a story that I'm really looking forward to reading called Superman: The Space Age, which is oh, drawn yeah. by Mike Allred. Have you seen three part a big one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did see something about it today in the back of no last night. It's in the back of Ju- Jurassic League. <laughs> that looks exciting as well. I don't know if I can get that. <laughs> Look, I, I'm reading it. That's um. Yeah, it's it's DC superheroes as dinosaurs. Uh, you would have seen me talk about this on my live stream that I did because I'm gonna do. I'll, I'll tell everyone now. Uh, I plan on doing live streams through YouTube with my comics that I pick up, whether it be new or old stuff. Um, and then you know I did a little video about this unboxing this box here. Um, but I'll probably start doing things like that even live as well. And talking about it so this box is pretty cool but um if you want to find out more about this comic crate sitting here go and watch the live video that was up on 
up on our YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, so if people that don't, uh, I guess, watch us and they listen to us audio wise, uh, there will be some, I guess, extra content for YouTube now more so than ever. Cause I'm going to, yeah, try and do some more live videos and things uh, at least once a month just to mix it up. I'm even thinking at some point of doing a once a month, maybe even, or I don't know, twice a month, depending on how I'm feeling, something to do with Twitch as well. Just, yeah, been setting up all this new gear, changing things, working out things, learning how to do stuff. So a couple of changes probably coming the comic dot way, but we'll see how we go with that. But let's get back to what I'm reading. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, so Jurassic, yeah, uh, Jurassic League, I've been reading that. I'm enjoying it. It's stupid, super stupid. The artwork's insane, um, but it's just kind of a dumb bit of fun that just... You know, it doesn't feel important, doesn't feel like I have to read it, but it is just enough to be like, oh, this is so silly and kind of re mind refreshing after whatever else dark material I've been reading. Um, speaking of dark material, Punisher, holy shit, that is a massive standout. Right, Punisher's yeah. current run is fucking awesome. Who's very grim, very dark. Punisher. Oh, okay, just Punisher's run. The Punisher, yeah. Uh, it is fucking awesome. He's with the hand. Um, they're dealing with basically Satan. Satan is helping the Punisher in a way, I guess, to put it without spoiling anything. Um, he's using the hand to slaughter hundreds of criminals. Um, yeah, it's fucking cool. It's really well done and gory, which is good because Punisher should be. Uh, I'm loving that. That's definitely a hype on my list. Uh, Carnage has been a lot of fun. I, the latest ep, uh, issue that I read, I think it's issue like four off the top of my head. I wish I bought them in here, but I fucking forgot. Um, <laughs> Because uh, I, I said to everyone, like, I really look forward to reading this one each time it comes out. But now they've they have gone to space in this issue, and I fucking hate that. Everyone I feel like space. everyone's going to fucking space right now, and it's <laughs> shitting me off. Venom sun's in space. Oh, in space. fucking everyone's in space. But the, the current Venom, I'm that's still sitting there. I can't. Oh, I fucking struggle to pick it up. I fucking hate this space shit and all this god. I think the writer, crap. the writer of Carnage right now, is also writing Superman, like not not that Superman I showed, but like the the adult. I mean, the dad Superman, and he put okay. him in space as well. Yeah. So look, so look, Carnage has been really good, and, and now I'm just a bit worried because they're doing some space stuff. Um, yeah, Venom though, on the other hand, shit, Lethal Protector has been brilliant, loving that, uh, because it's old school Venom eating brains and having fun. Uh, <laughs> the the I'm trying to think that the other big standout, which was a fucking you know really cool thing, was I read Firepower's latest issue, and I'm in the back of it. Yeah, he he showed that on the uh, Instagram page. It's crazy. It, yeah, a little so, plug for uh, Nerds Paradise. Yeah, in Firepower by Image Comics, um, by Kirkman. Um, thanks fucking, Kirkman for the shout out. Yeah, when are you going to come Kirkman? on the show? Yeah, join us for a chat. Yeah, um, I've been in Deadpool. I've been in. Uh, and it was it was like the last issue of a Deadpool run like that I really enjoyed. I think it was Scotty Young's. Um, I also yeah now in this I feel like there was one more but I can't remember. But it's pretty cool to be in those two. So I'm hoping I'm still trying to get into uh, Spidey. So yeah, I'm, I've got to get into an Amazing Spider-Man book at some point. I have sent a message to them for Spider-Man recently. So who knows? I, I, every now and then while I'm sitting there, when I get to the end, I'll go through the back and I'll send off an email. Um. I generally read Firepower's end bits, though, because it's actually that enjoyable that I read all the questions and stuff that people ask. Um, 
It's been a while Fantastic. since I picked up an indie comic. Maybe I should pick up fucking Firepower. Firepower is brilliant, man. I reckon you'd really enjoy it. It's yeah. good fun. Um, the other one that I I've just read three issues in a row is Fantastic Four, and it's the Chaos War or no First War Chaos War. Oh, I fucking can't remember what it's even called. This arc. Look, FF has been great. This arc I don't really care too much about. I felt like this was meant to possibly be a big event. And then they cancelled the big event, I think. So it's kind of just doesn't feel complete. And I obviously, I didn't pick up all the tie-ins because there's a couple. And like there was this whole Watcher trial, which I didn't pick up, which I must have, uh, you kind of need for the story. So I just read this part and I actually legitimately was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, and then now I've realised I missed something. Uh, but at the same time, <sighs> I don't know. This I've really enjoyed FF. This arc, not so much. I'm more interested to see where they go from here. Hopefully, they move it forward in a, you know, get this done with and yeah, bit of fun. But yeah, so like you'll see if you go back to the last live stream, my first uh, live one, I just literally talk about what all the comics I had to pick up, and I've nearly read all those ones that I showed. I've literally got a small handful left to read. Um, and then I've got a giant fucking pile of spawn. Yeah, which I was gonna ask where's oh the spawn. Oh my is. god, I've got to fucking sit down and have a a spawn weekend. But some other news to do with the Gamma Rays comic shop. You will find me sitting behind the counter on the fourteenth, which is so this, this Sunday. No, yeah, not. yes, yes. Oh, yes, this Sunday. This yeah. Sunday, and then to make it even more fun, you'll see me there again on Saturday the twentieth. Whoa, double feature. Oh, yeah. I'm coming into Gamma's to sell you guys comic books and also forget your name and be really awkward about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, if it'll be like you never left. Oh, look, there'll be some... Uh, last time I did a, a feeling shift, there was people that I'd never met before because they were um, new customers. And they walked in and they just looked at me. They're like, where's Ian? Where's Tim? And I was like, oh, they're away. I'm, I'm feeling in. I'm Sam. And they asked me a thousand questions and i was like i honestly cannot help you like you have to come back in when they're back and yeah that was pretty funny um but they're really nice guys they bought a bunch of stuff and we had a cool chat about comics um i'm really looking forward to being in the store and just to be honest sitting there and talking about comics with people that come in it'd be good fun yeah i reckon it'll be great nice flashback i'll come in for sure well we're gonna do a gamma cast together i think if you have the time yeah, and I'll just an have to come in because I have to pick up my comics. <laughs> that too, yeah. that too. Uh, and hopefully I can convince Connor to come in. Now, for audio listeners and also, I guess, visually, you can definitely see yeah. uh, Connor is a missing. He is once again uh, saving the world from dastardly Holding villains. The planet together. Basically, he's become the sun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> without him, we would be dead right now. So yeah, when you have he figures out... Yeah. yeah, when he figures out how not to be the sun, uh, he will return. Uh, literally, be like a Superman event: the return of Connor. Connor yeah. Um, except the death and return boards. of Connor. <laughs> the death and return of Connor. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's Osana. Sona? That's his superhero name. Fuck! I've just revealed it. Sona. Sona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, he will be. He'll be back. Hopefully next episode. But we'll we'll see. He's he's got a lot going on and. Uh, we hope that he well. joins yeah. us soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of also joining us, we hope someone. We hope we have some guests soon. We should. Uh, we should. We're going to send out some invites again to people to join us. Um, we've got lots of cool guest videos up. We've had Elizabeth. We've had Bo. We've had fucking 
Bryony's joined us. It's probably about time to get Bryony back on. Um, yeah. And a couple of others. So, yeah, there's some obvious, obvious people. Also, October Toy Fair sneaking up. Comic and Toy, Comic and Toy Fair in October. So uh, two months away. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. Hot so I got to try and set up uh, this same rig in a way yeah. for there, which I've now figured out how to do, and I can probably make it work yeah, with so two cameras even has, there. Have looked forward to that even more yeah. Daily Show esque. Yes, fun. and to make it even more Daily Show esque, I'm hoping I can get some other people involved this time to make everything run just a little bit smoother, so we have time. Soon to sit down and do it. Yes, except I want us to face one camera out to the crowd. So that camera there, be facing people in the line. This camera will be facing us, but out to the fair. That's my goal in my head. Hopefully I can make that work. Um, But yeah, I need to talk to Connor about that too, because Connor will have a shitload of toys there to sell. I'll have a heap of stuff to sell. So I still have shit to sell, apparently. I bought more. Um, and, so after, <laughs> and uh, oops, and uh, um, hopefully Bryony can help uh, sell the goods while I sit there. And... I'll I'll be there. So yeah. you guys were like, "Oh, where's Ash? Where's Ash? He'll be there." Yeah, this time he'll he'll be there. You can make fun of him for not being there last night. All right. So I think this is a good time to. That's it. Call it off. Yeah. Massive fucking episode. That was pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's sad without Colin. Yeah. It is, but also it's we still have awesome. Fun. I mean, like we still have Ash. And Sam, which are two awesome people, but you know it's, it's incomplete. Um, I hope at the toy fair you can sell some GI Joe Snake Eyes toys. Oh, yeah. Good night. On that note, good night. <laughs>